I was talking to her first. That's my girl. She's more into me. I have heard these phrases uttered hundreds, if not thousands of times on a night out. And it's always been a bone of contention how to actually handle this situation because for many of us, if we're single and we're going out, especially to bars and nightclubs, and we get the opportunity to talk to, talk to a girl we like, it can be rather frustrating if someone comes over and interrupts the dialogue or, you know, seems to take her away from us. And my thought process on this for many years has always been the same. I just think that, you know, the interaction that I'm having is as good as what it is for as long as what it is. So if something happens that interrupts it, that takes the girl away from the interaction, or similarly, if something happens that takes me away from the interaction, I'm not someone that would ever hold on to it and be like, oh, you know, I was talking to her, you know, she likes me. Because really it's nonsense. I mean, in that situation, all that you've really got is that interaction in that moment. And in my experience, when we try and hold on to things, when we try and hold on to control, like we hold on to old girls' phone numbers just in case, or we hold on to the fact that I was talking to her first, that she's my girl. What I found is that when we adopt that mindset, really what we're trying to do is control interactions that are outside of ourselves. And the reason why I'm bringing this up at the moment is because I've just started reading part two of the Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And right at the end of the first chapter of that segment, he just, he explained something so interesting that it really hit home and allowed me to really process and understand that, you know, the, the, the thought process that I had was indeed correct. And what he says is, own nothing, possess nothing. Buddha and Christ taught us this and the Stoics and the Cynics. And what he's referring to is, you know, don't feel like you own anything. Don't be precious over it because when you do that, when you think that something's yours, you get very possessive over it. And actually, in reality, most of the things that we possess over time, we tend to not. Relationships come and go. Friends come and go. You know, relationship with your family come and go. Businesses, it's all the same. It's the flow of life. And he goes on to say that, you know, greedy though as we are, because actually he thinks that, you know, it's greed that allows us to think that we possess things. Why can't we seem to grasp that simple teaching? Can't we understand that with property, we destroy our soul? And that's the sentence that really resonated with me personally. You know, if you, if you just imagine at the moment, times when you've tried to hold on to something that isn't yours, or you've met a girl that you like, and you're trying to hold on to the fact that you might see each other again, you know, anytime that you want something from someone, you're really handing over your power to them. And that's the point that Solzhenitsyn's making here is like, when you do that, when you want something so badly from someone else, you destroy your soul. Because actually you go away from being who you are and you start to get frustrated, annoyed. You start falling out with your friends because you're chasing something rather than actually just accepting that things are the way they are. And my mindset is that if I'm having an interaction with a girl, that is as good as it is for as long as it is. You know, you don't have to exchange numbers with people sometimes or a lot of the time. It is literally just that moment that you can embrace and enjoy. And when you take away that, I need more, I want her number, I want to meet her again. When you take away all of those things, 
you actually relax and you start to enjoy the process of life and of living. And it's one of the biggest problems with, you know, a lot of goal setting that people suggest that you do. You want it more, more, more. You want to times it by a hundred and really go after what you want. And the problem I found with that is that you do really miss what's going on. When you adopt that mindset of always wanting more, you cannot embrace that moment. It's physically impossible. Um, the other interesting thing that I read in, in that segment by uh, Sol which was just unbelievable, really. I mean, he talks about how they used to um, courier prisoners around in the archipelago in Russia. And, you know, basically they used to put them in trains and they used to fit perhaps eight people. And there's stories of 35 people being squeezed into these areas. And what he was saying is that even in that interaction, there's people there that you can talk to. And it's really interesting because what he was saying is that if you are focusing on what you don't have, which could be you don't have a girl's number, you don't have a date, for these people in Russia is the fact that they didn't have freedom. You're always going to be in pain. Whereas actually, if you focus on what you do have, such as in this situation, you know, Solzhenitsyn actually says in there that maybe you remember one of them all your life and later eat your heart out because you didn't make use of the opportunity to ask him questions. And the less you talk, the more you hear. And that is such a, um, an interesting sentence because Again, what the, the point that he's making is that, you know, if you're focusing on everything outside of you, the less you actually pay attention to what's right in front of you. Uh, and, and the last bit, I mean, I've got to read this just because it means a lot to me personally. He said, thin strands of human life stretch from island to island of the archipelago. They intertwine, touch one another for one night only. In just such a clickety-clacketing half-dark car as this, and then separate once and for all. Put your ear to their quiet humming and the steady clickety-clack beneath the car. After all, it is the spinning wheel of life that is clicking and clacking away there. And what that really is, is a metaphor for life. And it makes me laugh because I can imagine how many people have read that book or this segment of the book and didn't understand actually what he was talking about. It's funny just because at this time of my life and my career, that really resonated. And the clickety clack is such a, a wonderful metaphor. Even just, just remind myself that, you know, that clickety clack, just that, that funny phrase or funny line, just reminds you to focus on what you do have rather than searching outside and craving more and wanting more and chasing more. And just relax down and see where you are and make the most out of your situation. Um, for anyone who hasn't read The Gulag Archipelago, it is such a intriguing book. I've only read the first segment. I've just started on the second. It's not something you can read all in one go because uh, the learning lessons are so, so powerful. Um, I mean, this one took me 15 minutes to read and about 90 minutes of just thinking about what he said and how can I implement this in my life? Because the knowledge and wisdom is just phenomenal. So uh, for anyone that hasn't read it, obviously, I, I recommend that you grab a copy. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will catch you next time.